Hey, this is Mark Parrish here from Northland Vodka, and you are listening to the Soda Pod. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MNCAA. Nick Maxson, your host here, joining this time again. I think uh, second time in three weeks we have Alex yep. joining us again. Uh, Alex, welcome back, man. Yes, thanks for having me back on, Nick. Uh, we were <laughs> graced with some good, uh, well, good and bad uh, college hockey news in the past couple of days. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting uh, for, you know, in July here. It is interesting, especially the timing of this, Alex. And, well, you know, let's jump into the bad first. Uh, sure. it's, it's not stuff we want to talk about, but I, right. I think it needs to be talked about. And uh, if you're if you're a college hockey fan, no question you've heard about it. Uh, the Vermont Catamounts um, have uh, relieved head coach Todd Woodcroft of his duties as head coach. And uh, effectively in a statement from what we know, uh, this was due to essentially inappropriate messaging with a student. Uh, which did violate uh, Vermont's athletics code of conduct. And uh, at the same time, they did promote uh, essentially the, uh, their assistant coach to be interim GM. Um, I believe um, I'm trying to look up his name here real fast. It's Steve Weidler. Uh, so, uh, Alex, before we break down into some more details with us, first of all, uh, your reaction to this news. Yeah, it was shocking. I mean, it's a guy that's been around the hockey world for a long, long time and uh, all different levels. And his his brother is the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. So, yeah, and just just completely shocking. And, uh, you know, right uh, right before the start of the season, basically. So it's uh, it's tough for some of the guys, you know, that um, were, you know, recruited by him uh, coming in. And then, you know, um, I'm sure shocking for the returning players. And then you have the recruits that are kind of in limbo now, too. So, yeah, just uh, all all around, just shocking. Very shocking. We're going to get back to the recruits slash student athletes in just a moment. But let's kind of give us a history of where Todd Woodcroft has been. He actually has some Minnesota connections. Uh, Alex, uh, he was actually a video coach for the Minnesota Wild from 2000, 2005. And then in one season in 08, 09 was a scout. In fact, uh, spent uh, time from 2006 all the way through essentially 2016. Uh, as in a role basically as a scout, he did go over to Russia for a year uh, to be an assistant GM with uh, Dynamo Minsk. But uh, for the most part, uh, you, you know, he's been around, you know, like, a, you know, like you mentioned before, and then uh, started to do a little bit more coaching, uh, was on the bench with uh, Team Sweden as assistant in 2016 slash 2017, assistant with the Winnipeg Jets before taking the head coaching job with Vermont back in 2020. So, I mean, the pedigree is there, and part of what we'll get to, Alex, is part of what he brought to the table is a big reason why Vermont was, at least on paper, looking to make a pretty big jump in, uh, in terms of their uh, uh, competitiveness on the NCAA field. Yeah, um, everybody was shocked, uh, you know, when he got hired, uh, you know, he made Minnesota kind of uh, one of his big recruiting uh, um, areas. And they've been uh, plucking kids out uh, out east there in a spot normally not known for getting Minnesota kids. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, really, really tough uh, uh, for those kids uh, that were expecting him to be, um, you know, the head coach there. And now they're just, uh, um, you know, just in limbo. I'm sure they're getting calls from, 
from all over the place. And uh, yeah, just uh, interesting times, you know, especially with the uh, with the transfer portal um, now a big player. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the fallout. And, you know, we talked about timing earlier on, Alex, and I think the timing does play a part here. It's it's July 19th, the time of our recording. And let's just say, and don't quote me in this, but I believe is it August 1st mm-hmm. where uh, you essentially have to have a spot. So, I mean, if, if you do want to move, that doesn't give these players that much time. And, you know, the other part of it is a lot of these other rosters are set. So, I mean, do you think some of these student athletes, despite the news, are kind of stuck? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm sure they're <laughs> in this day and age too. Everybody seems to have an agent or an advisor, so I'm sure they're trying to figure out if uh, you know if they have any junior eligibility left. Um, you know, if they go in the portal, how does that affect uh, you know how many years they have left? Um, and just yeah, just kind of it's it's chaos for for a lot of these guys. I'm sure they're scrambling. Um, you know maybe they can uh you know be a walk-on for a year at a spot and then uh, hope to get uh some scholarship money after but yeah it's uh yeah a lot of these lies a lot of these guys are are stuck they really are uh, a couple of names uh that you talk about you know good minnesota players that were essentially either about to join the roster or were with the roster how about this jack malinsky uh, a lakeville minnesota native uh spent uh, last year with the Austin Brewers the Nash- of the NHL. Also, how about this Alex Bump, a Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers prospect? Uh, a lot of people will love to have him. Uh, same with uh, Max Strand, the Rozo kid, right? Mr. Hockey. <laughs> Mr. Hockey, right. And then you've got uh, Mario Gasparini, another Minnesota kid. So, I mean, it- it's tough, right? And I know everybody's different, but Alex, but if you were on this roster, uh, what would you do? What would be some of the things you would be considering uh, with the fallout and the news that we've learned about the last 24 hours? Yeah, well, the guy uh, that's uh, interim, you know, recruited a lot of the kids, too. I'm sure that's why they... Uh, decided to keep things in-house to, you know, maybe, um, you know, keep it, uh, you know, keep the pressure, you know, of uh, going away from the team and, and the re- keeping the recruits is by having one of the coaches that, you know, played a big part in getting them on the roster. Um, but uh, I would definitely try to explore all options, see if there's any roster spot, you know, I'm sure a lot of the coaches that recruited these you know, these guys uh, when they were in junior or high school are, are reaching out. Uh, and uh, yeah, I would just, <laughs> I would try to explore all options. Um, if they're young enough, uh, see if there's a USHL spot or an NA spot, um, you know, you know, explore all options, uh, you know, especially, you know, a lot of these kids, they go there for the head coach, uh, as we know in this day and age. Um, and so when, when, when they're not there, um, I'm sure a lot of these kids are going to try to leave if they can. So just to make sure we're clear, you're saying yeah. that you would leave, uh, or would look at yeah. options at leaving if yes. this the case. Okay. Yeah. At least, I mean, if, if you have the time there and I know it's short, but at least explore your options, especially, you know, if you're a Minnesota kid, you know, and if there's a Minnesota school that, has a spot, um, you know, I would at least, you know, try to explore that. Um, you know, it, it's worth, it's definitely worth the, worth the shot for sure. Last week, the Huskies Warming House podcast talked all things WCHA with the reveal of St. Thomas at number seven in our rankings. 
This week, it's maybe a surprise entry with the Duluth Bulldogs slotting in at the same spot in the NCHC men's side of play. Our show takes a deep dive into their roster, upcoming season, as well as recapping last year's action. After that, it's 13 more weeks of coverage as we have many teams left to go in our previews, including both of the St. Cloud State Husky squads. You won't want to miss it. In the Den at the Huskies Warming House podcast presented by CenterIceView.com, Huskies Illustrated, and of course, the Soda Pod. And mind you, Vermont well, was coming off you know, three seasons that were subpar, right? So mm-hmm. 2020, 20, and 21, we know that was a shortened season. Only one win uh, in that uh, year, 1-9-2, and 1-8-25-2 and 2 and 21-20. Sorry, yeah, 21-22 and then 11-20 and 5. So there was some improvement there. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's look at this from the other perspective, Alex. So if you're other coaches, right? Now, granted, there's mm-hmm. talent there that you want to pluck, right? Oh, 100%. But... You have a roster that most of the time, at this point, most teams have got to figure it out, right? Right. So my question is, if you make that move, you have to have also some difficult conversations, right? So how do you approach that part of the deal where certainly you want to offer and you want to improve your team, but that also means somebody else is either losing a spot or is not essentially going to be part of what maybe you draw on paper is an everyday lineup that creates some chaos, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a big problem. Like I mentioned earlier in the episode with you too, is agents and advisors, they, they seem to have taken over the college hockey game. You know, uh, if their, if their player isn't uh, getting power play time, you know, they're, they're in the coach's office. Um, you know, it, that's, that's a huge factor and, you know, something that, you know, coaches have, or it's another, uh, you know, spot on their plate that they, that they have to deal with is the advisors and the NHL, um, you know, player development guys, uh, you know, if they're drafted, uh, harping on the coaches too. And so, um, you know, but it's a risk, you know, if you take it and it pays off, I mean, they aren't going to regret it. You know, uh, if an Alex bump um, <laughs> is available, you know, if, if they can fit him on a roster, uh, you would hundred percent do that. He was one of the best players and, in you know high school here in minnesota and uh the flyers you know obviously believe in his talent uh, too and or you know you reach out to uh re- recruits that aren't currently on the roster like a max strand um you know if he if he's available i mean he has that pedigree um wh- why not uh you know reach out uh you know you know especially when there's so much unknown right now yeah, crazy story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, uh, and I think uh, no question that the the lawyers for uh, Woodcroft have said that you know they're going to contest this. Uh, apparently, all the texts that were in question were there, and then just to kind of run out the story, apparently he was placed not on administrative leave, Alex, but he was essentially told to work from home. This goes back to March, and both the university. And Woodcroft denied that there was any sort of investigation. Of course, now we know that was all essentially hearsay. Uh, just just tough all around, right? So just not good for college hockey and certainly not good for the student athletes who really this affects more than anybody. Um, let's switch gears, Alex, because mm-hmm. it's good news uh, yes. to, uh, to talk about. That's with Minnesota State, uh, another assistant coach here. Why don't you talk to us about it? Yeah, I was completely shocked. I, you know, I didn't know if they were going to have the money uh, to get a third assistant, but uh, I guess when you're, you're saving what a hundred thousand from going from uh, uh, what they were paying Hastings to strand, there's, there's money available there. So, um, you know, I think it is going to be huge. Uh, You know, he's coming, uh, uh, Corey McCracken, he's coming uh, from uh, high school um, in Wisconsin where he won over 300 games, which is, 
pretty impressive. They went 28 and 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 oh uh, this season uh, in uh, high school hockey there in Wisconsin. So and they won a state title. So I mean he, he has the winning uh, pedigree, um, and uh, I think uh, it will. The third assistant, I think it's going to be huge for, you know, recruiting. You can have a guy that is on the road all the time and you can have the others, um, other assistants be on the bench there, which I think a lot of times, um, you know, when they didn't have this third assistant, uh, you would have an assistant coach be gone and you'd only have two there. And so, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, having, um, you know, three guys on the bench is, is huge. Um, and so you can have that third assistant, uh, uh, you know, be in recruiting or, you know, it'll be also be nice for player development uh, for, for practice. So, yeah, it's a, it's a game changer uh, definitely for MSU. So we haven't talked about Minnesota State and and essentially it's remodel, right? Mm-hmm. Since essentially the fallout for Mike Hastings going to Wisconsin. Uh, Alex, I know you follow the team quite closely. Uh, yep. What are your thoughts so far with not only the, the recruits that are coming in, the returning players and the coaching staff that's been assembled? What do you think? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they had to kind of do this on the fly and uh, thank goodness for the uh, transfer portal um, because they are, you know, bringing in some, uh, you know, veteran uh, players um, that, you know, probably only be there for one year, but uh, they can help, uh, you know, keep the, you know, the program going. And then, you know, for the following year, they already have, you know, three recruits already um, for, for next season. And so, yeah, it's a good, good balance. And um, it's a veteran, uh, you know, coaching staff. Uh, Coach Strand has, has been all over. um, And so has Troy Ward um, and, uh, and Keith Paulson um, and, you know, adding Corey to the group here. A lot of winning, a lot of experience. um, So that's going to be huge. Um, and you know, they have some guys returning, uh, you know, that have, you know, played a lot of hockey for, for the Mavericks and, uh, you know, uh, some guys that probably, uh, were overlooked, um, in the lineup, uh, you know, because, you know, spots were filled by, you know, David Cillier and, um, you know, all those guys <laughs> decided to take their talents, to, to Wisconsin. And so, you know, it's, um, it's gonna be a group that has a lot of, you know, chips on their shoulders. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when you have that, you have a motivated group too, and they want to keep the winning and they know, uh, the rest of the CCHA teams smell blood in the water. They, they feel like, uh, you know, that the Mavs are hurting. Uh, but, uh, like I said, you know, um, when, when people start to doubt you that, you know, that adds extra motivation for sure. Couple of more questions here for for you, Alex. And, you know, you, you mentioned it perfectly for Minnesota state, you know, with, there's some talent that was lost, right? I think right. that's safe to okay. say. But at the end of it, like you said, uh, you can look at it as, oh crap, you know, we're we're a different team, or you can look at it as, okay, some guys are going to have elevated roles, they're going to have mm-hmm. an opportunity to prove themselves, and for lack of a better word, you're in the CCHA, which means it's still wide open, right? You're not in the Big Ten, you're not in the CCH, or sorry, in the NCHC, where I think maybe a coaching shift and some of the things we've experienced with Minnesota State may be more, uh, shall we say, visible, maybe on the on-ice product. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're still set up pretty well to be competitive in the conference, wouldn't you say? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, you have some guys that are back with Coach Strand, too, where they had a lot of success. Um, you, you take a look at a guy like Alex Tracy, um, who... Uh, before last year was uh, he won a USHL title with Strand um, and uh, was goalie of the year in that um, that league and so you know maybe they can re-spark that uh, you know that 
that touch he had with them. And, uh, you know, some of these guys that, uh, you know, transferred in uh, Brian Krabis from, from, uh, Boston university. And so, I mean, you have, you have some talent there, um, and, uh, you have a veteran coaching staff and, uh, yeah, it's, it's completely wide open. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a team that, uh, you know, has, has some guys on it that have won a lot of games in that conference. Uh, uh, you know, Sam Morton's coming back for a fifth year, Lucas Souter. I mean, these guys have won and they've won, uh, you know, titles. Uh, they've been to the NCAA tournaments. And so you're going to lean on some of that experience and uh, the hunger of, uh, of the transfers here that, you know, get one last shot at the, at the can before, uh, they either hang them up or, you know, try to, you know, play pro hockey. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, no one saw this coming. I don't think, uh, you know, with uh, Granado getting, getting fired and Hastings, uh, you know, taking that last uh, chance at a, you know, a huge payday and uh, you know, a new challenge for him. And so uh, I'm excited for the strand era. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, um you know, he has a lot, he wants to prove a lot of people, uh, that, uh, you know, that he can be the, you know, um, the head coach of a college team and, and take him far. So yeah, I'm excited. Last question for you, Alex. So mm-hmm. uh, bigger news that happened a couple of weeks ago, uh, mm-hmm. NCHC adding its ninth team, Arizona state, uh, really good for both the conference and for the sun devils. Again, uh, they've been independent since they turned division one, I, I think it was a 2016, 2017. So now they have a permanent home, which is good starting the next year in 24, 25. But the question I want to ask you is what does this do to the expansion of college hockey to the West coast? I know that we all as college hockey fans know the importance of filling the map per se. Does mm-hmm. this slow that process down or does that maybe take schools that have been flirting with it, such as UNLV, Oregon, UCLA, San Diego, does that propel them to maybe take a jump or do they wait a little bit? What are your, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's huge. Um, you know, like you, like you've mentioned in previous episodes too, and uh, you know, Arizona state is a giant school. Um, you know, that, that's going to be key for college, um, you know, hockey, you uh, are uh, universities that are looking to add um, college hockey is the expense is, is huge. And so you're going to want, you want, uh, um, you know, to have a large, uh, you know, student, uh, um, you know, population, cause that, uh, you know, all the tuition money and everything that, you know, keeps schools alive, you, you, you want that. And, um, you know, a lot of these, uh, schools out West, those bigger ones that you mentioned, um, an Oregon, a UCLA, those, those types of schools, they're huge and they have big time donors. Like I, I'm kind of shocked that Oregon hasn't gotten into it with the you know, amount of money that they get from Nike. Um, so I think, uh, you know, if, if Arizona state, uh, if they have success, you know, I think a lot of those schools are going to, um, you know, take a look and, uh, you know, it's, it's huge, um, you know, having hockey at your, you know, if it, uh, is a revenue, you know, it's another program that can, can add a lot, um, as well. And, in it, it's huge. You know, you take a look at a school like Mankato, uh, a lot of people, that, you know, obviously they're not on the hockey team, but they go there because Mankato has a D1 hockey team and they want to, you know, experience uh, going to a game. Um, And so adding uh, uh, a program is huge in this day and age. And, uh, you know, schools are coming out of COVID, so they're looking for ways to to generate revenue. Um, You know, I think it's it's huge. And, um, you know, it's a game changer at Arizona State uh, having Mullet Arena 
um, you know, it's that's a you know beautiful spot for for uh, for a college hockey team and uh, easy recruiting uh, for guys that uh, um, are looking for a team because you know you, you can go to go to the rink and flip flops. So, not a lot of, not a lot of schools can say that. So you know I think it's a it's a game changer. Hopefully we can get the UNLVs, the Oregon uh, Oregon's like I mentioned UCLA, um, you know other other big bigger schools like that and. Um, we we want to we want to see the game keep growing. Uh, there's not enough, uh, you know, and so yeah, it's huge. And one thing uh, before we part here, Alex, yeah. guess what? Arizona State was profitable this year, so I know some of those teams were looking towards Arizona State to see if the numbers made sense. And good to see with Greg Powers, their head coach, who really has been good guy. Uh, yeah, very good guy, and uh, has really set the tone to bring uh, the Sun Devils to not only Division One, but to show that hey. Hockey can not only survive, but it can thrive in the desert, unlike other teams that we cover <laughs> on the Soda Pod slash MNCAA. But that's going to do it here for us here on this episode here in mid-July. Uh, check out us new uh, episodes every week, every Thursday. For Alex McElody, I'm Mike Max, and thanks for watching. We'll see you back same time next week.